What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I'm currently, and up until April of next year, banned from the Russian Federation. Hello everyone, this is the Rooting Around podcast number two. Uh, we have decided to focus on specific subjects, and today we are focusing on Russia. Uh, we've all had a number of experiences in Russia. Tom, probably more so than, than all of us. Not all good. Not all in good. Fact, mostly bad. Mostly but... bad. I think everyone has had a mixed bag of experiences of Russia. No, my, mine were just good. Oh, really? I mean, to be fair, I only spent like maybe a week there, so... You're a, you're a Russia virgin, then. Yeah, probably. To get... I, my experience was really reduced. Uh, I mean, I didn't really encounter that many Russians. Mm. I was mainly around like non-Russians. Oh, okay. Well, Care to expand on that? What do you mean you're around <laughs> non-Russians? Well, I was traveling with friends, and um, we were we basically drove for three days straight and got to Langde, a city very far um, east, and. I stayed there for like what five days maybe I, I can't actually remember where we we're surrounded by you <laughs> yeah and you're we not russian surround so. you. yeah tom's borderline russian i don't know about that I mean, that yeah. says russia it does say russia it doesn't no somewhere else <laughs> there this side says russia. russia yes uh that says mvd it does say mvd uh, Ed, for for the bonus points in this round, do you know what MVD stands for? Uh, wild guess, uh, like traffic police. That's a good guess, but it's not correct. Uh, Unfortunately, it stands for Ministry of Internal Affairs. Oh, that's disappointing. But on the back of this, I'm not going to stand up and do a twirl. No, you can't DPS, really. DPS, which is traffic police. So I was quite close. What does DPS actually stand for? Imagine mm. it's like Darejna Polizeiskaya Služba, so like literally like road police service. So oh, this okay. is what we meant when we said you're basically Russian. Yeah, Tom speaks Russian, Tom and speaks he lived in Russia. Russian. I have lived in Russia, um, which is where all of my bad experiences have come from. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, Tom, Tom and I have spent a lot of time in Russia as well. Um, Tom, a substantial substantially more time yeah i mean i first i first moved there back in back in 2009 when barack obama was prime minister president um and i was just just a wee twinkle in a sailor's eye i was (laughs) i think i was 19 so i um i i did the i did i finished um secondary school and wanted to take a gap year i thought about going to Southeast Asia and getting drunk and doing the sort of a traditional British gap yar person. That's exactly what I did. Um, but instead, I thought I'd learn language uh, and I happened to watch a Russian film after making this decision. And at that point, I was like, all right, I'm learning Russian. I'm moving to Russia. Such a weird choice. Yeah. I've 
so of places to choose for a gap year to so I you could have chosen like I don't know Spanish and gone to Mexico for like a year I moved I moved to I actually moved to St Petersburg in um in January um which is the worst time of year I'm sorry am I messing with the mics no 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 no, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I moved there in January, uh, and I had a few lessons before I went there to study. So I went to a language school. I had a few lessons before I got there um, with a woman called Olga, who was the only Russian that we could find in Swansea. Um, Predictable name as well. Yeah, she was. And yeah. and in hindsight, like looking back, like we used to go. I used to go to a, a little apartment in Swansea, and um, I'd go in and be like, "Oh, this is really small and cramped and dark, and it always smells like." Some sort of root vegetable has been stewing for most of the week. And uh, then I got to Russia and I was like, oh no, she just had a really Russian. She basically had got, got to the UK and was like, well, I need to style my house like a Russian apartment because <laughs> they're clearly superior in every way. Carpet on the walls? Um, there wasn't carpet on the wall, but do you know. She's not real Russian then. Really. Do you know why Russians put carpet on the walls? To I'm keep presuming, the heat in? Yeah, I'm presuming for heat, yeah. It's not just aesthetics, you're correct. Um, so basically, they. Thank God. It's, it's, less, <laughs> it's, it's less common like in new builds. Like the stuff they do in like new build apartments are just because they like how it looks. But previously when they built, like in the 1950s, there was loads of like urban apartment building throughout the Soviet Union called um, Khrushchevka, which is like named after Khrushchev. So like a five-story um, apartment block, which was like the standard one because five stories is the, I think it was like, the minimum amount of floors. This is getting really dull, this little tangent. <laughs> I'm very conscious about talking about levels and numbers of stories. But basically, five <laughs> stories is the, m- the maximum number of floors you can build without needing to put a lift in. Oh, yeah. So, like, they're all five stories. Like, all the old ones are five stories. Okay. The walls were really shit and really thin. So, the only way to keep heating was to just tack up a, tack up a carpet on the wall. Carpets on the walls. Let's put carpet on the wall. Um, one, one thing I noticed about every Russian home I've been to is that the fridge always has the same smell. It's like cold meats mixed with veg and slight campfire smell. I've not really, I can't really remember that. I've not, every I've not paid too much attention to, to, to the, the fridges. Like every fridge single fridge, no, it's just one of those, you know, smell is the the thing that makes you remember what's it called i don't know anyway but it reminds me (laughs) smell this um it's one of the ones that makes me think of russia if i smell cold meat in a fridge or bonfire in a fridge it makes me think of russia straight away i actually have a really nice story about it a russian fridge well not a russian fridge A, a, a russian no it could have been who knows different universe but um, but Russian houses, uh, we we were basically. Let me just give a lot of context here because otherwise it's not going to make sense. So Kevin's hiding it, but be, between those two cars, you can see in the background, there's a tow bar. And my experience of Russia is basically getting towed across Siberia for three days by that car, and I was in the red car. Um, and we were at some point uh, you know the tow bar is attached to like a, a hook kind of thing at the back of the car and that we were slowly breaking it because we were driving for like 3000 kilometers um so we found a welder at, i don't know like 
10 in the evening or something like that in a small village. So when all the best welding happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were all, it was like three of them. They were all drinking, giving us vodka and like welding at the same time without like any masks or anything. A bit weird, but you know, if you don't look at it, it's very just like that. <laughs> they just put their, their, their hand in front of their eyes. Just when they look at where they're going to weld, put their hand in front of their eyes, weld and look back at the mess they made. But um, when we were there, a guy stopped who spoke English pretty well because I think he spent like a few months in um, in America. And we just got talking because he, he travels a lot and he really like, he was really happy to see us like travel around that part, which is not necessarily the most touristic part of Russia. And he was like, oh, I've got a place you can stay at in the next big city, which was, I think, Irkutsk. Did I pronounce that right? No, but, no. but move on. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't pronounce it. Uh, Irkutsk. That, I'm not even going to try. You just do an impression of a Russian person Irkutsk. and really ham it up. If, if there you, you go, nailed you just it. say how you think it sounds and put a Russian accent on, you'll Irkutsk. be like nine times out of ten. You'll be, you'll be pretty accurate. <laughs> but yeah, so he had a, a house there. Uh, he, actually, two places. He had uh, a flat where it was like that was quite modern. Didn't go there. We went to the really old house that was just made out of wood. Uh, you probably definitely know what they look like, but they just they look like cabins that should be in the woods, but in the middle of the city, mm. and they don't tear them down probably because of historical reasons. But they're like surrounded by high like built buildings that have many flats and stuff like that. So it's really like a, a big difference between this really traditional wooden house that is made out of logs. And these huge buildings. So when we saw that, we were like, oh, that's great. Thank you for letting us say it. This is so cool. And then he left and left us there in the, in the flat. Uh, so we could just sleep and there's rugs on the wall as well. Excellent. It was perfect. And, uh, I didn't notice a specific smell in the fridge, but we missed out. Yeah. I definitely saw the carpets. And actually, yeah, I've met a nice Russian person. Yeah. Russians are great, man. I like to. I like to think of them as Irish people with hard shells. Irish people have quite hard shells, though. No, they don't. You you can crack open an Irish person's shell with a shot of whiskey. Um, where were we? I can't remember. You Technical talk, issues. About, like wooden wooden houses. Wooden houses. Yeah. Carpets on the wall. Yeah. So fridge smells. Fridge smells. Um, that was going to bring me to the cuisine of Russia. Sorry about that, my friend. Did it? It came back from a search. Russian cuisine. Um, dog shit was the. No, it's not fair. It's got a Boo- Boozer, hands down, is the best food on earth. Well, I think, I think a lot of Russians might not consider that Russian cuisine. Okay, well, getting, why... getting into the slightly racist weeds here, because um, it's not. I think, a big... What would they call it? What do you mean, Boozer? Yeah, where, where, where is it from then? Uh, so Buzer, Buzer are from um, uh, where, the city where you finished the, the Mongol rally in, uh, Ronaldair, is part of uh, an autonomous republic called Buryatia. Um, so it's like Buryat cuisine. Okay. It's very it specific. is so fucking good. Yeah, it's really I'm pretty sure good. I tried what, what is it. It's is the, it like little the dumplings. dumplings yeah, yeah, yeah I've tried those. They're great. Oh my yeah, God. where you open what you drink the liquid and then you eat the whole thing. Oh, mate, so good. You always, there's no, the best. Boozers are delicious. 
uh, and uh, there's another another like similar type of thing called Varenikia, which are actually Ukrainian. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I love those. They're Ukraine. dumplings as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're basically like they're just pierogi, aren't they? Um, but Kev, Kev always used to really embarrass me. I get really embarrassed easily, not just by Kev, but <laughs> more so in Russia than I've ever seen you because you have this like you really ham up the the you, Russian you like because you don't know how to Russian. I don't want a Russian. Oh, I'm famous in Ulan He's British. You can't, he go around, you can't go around Russia being like, oh, I'm going to have soy sauce with my fucking Ukrainian dumplings. They're like, I have oh. them at home. I'll put soy sauce on those dumplings and I'll be like, That's actually eat that. Probably quite good. It's delicious. Right. It's delicious. Slop it with butter. Oh, no. <laughs> when do you like butter and soy sauce? Butter, dill, <laughs> bit of soy sauce. I think, I think, I think the what we've clearly identified is the theme that all of the best Russian foods aren't Russian, and and to give this like this theory further uh, credence is the fact that the best thing in Russia you can possibly eat is Georgian food. Oh, Georgian food. specifically oh, hachapuri. All my days. Um, Imagine a hachapuri boozer thing like a combo. How, would it, like how a, would it possibly a, work? A plate with both of them or a combo? A combo? I don't mm. know how it works. <laughs> Maybe, You're the uh, chef, I'm, Tom. I'm guessing you want some sort of almost like... Dumpling pizza? Tear and share. Tear and share. Exactly. Um, cool. I'll... I'll, I'll um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll get Domino's. I'll draft an email to Russia. Get, um, to get Russia. Russian Domino's on it. I don't think there is a... I don't think Domino's... Uh, don't they have like a lot of fake... like? Fake Mackies and yeah, McBurgers. McBurgers, is, uh, the one in Ulan Ude. McBurgers, Boykers. I've never been to McBurgers. It's I... awful. Okay, I'm, 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 I, I don't dispute that fact. <laughs> people like all the people we knew in, oh well, all the people that I knew in Ulan Ude were obsessed with trying to get McDonald's or specifically KFC. When it... did you hear about? The Sorry, I was person perfect. from Irkutsk who... No, 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 no. The person from Oranadeh who who ordered KFC from Irkutsk. And it came on the plane. What? Yeah. That's like, what? Two, three hours, four hours? Flight. It's like an hour and a half. Hour no, no, on the road. No, it's like a good ten hour drive. No, is it? You've done it. Yeah, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember it being that long. Also, like my idea of time is really different because we were going like 20 miles an hour most of the time yeah so if it could have been like a 12-hour trip for me and then thinking about it i'd be like oh yeah but you should really just take like two mm. hours uh no it's a long drive oh. and some uh yeah some orders some kfc from of course got thrown right. over that's um, amazing not well in some ways did we talk about this in the last po- last podcast um it, it's sort of like a perverted Bring your castrol on the flight type of situation. Can we talk about it? But it's cooked. <laughs> no, Falcon, so yeah. A Falcon. <laughs> on S7 Airlines, you can bring uh, bring KFC and put a bucket next to you on the seat. Um, yeah. Ingenious. They, they absolutely love American fast food. And I found when I drove through Russia, that was like before getting into Russia, 
Russia was the place that I was the most scared of. It was the police are gonna you're gonna need bribes and you're gonna need this mm. and this and that. And the first night we drove through the border of we actually drove through um Crimea about a year before it all kicked off. And um into Astrakhan, that kind of way. And um it was about two AM and then we just saw one of those jackets. And you know the red they've got yeah, like the yeah, red yeah, light yeah. battens and it was there was nothing. It was just complete countryside and we just saw the baton waving us down. And we pulled over and we were like oh. <laughs> Russian police, Russian police, they're gonna murder us, they're gonna murder us. And then he came over and we had the window down and he just leant in the window and was like, Hello, my name's Sasha. Why are you here? And then he just proceeded to sit down and give us cigarettes and drink vodka and then let us drive away with vodka in our system. I didn't drive because I don't drive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the person I was with drove. And uh, that was from a, a Russian road policeman. To be fair, yeah, the, the, the time we crossed the Russian border, we were driving from Kazakhstan into Russia, getting towed. So like, there's one car that works, the other one that basically doesn't have an engine and is being towed. We were quite anxious about like, how that was going to go. It was quite late at night as well. It was probably like, it was dark, so I can't really tell, but probably like 10. And we'd been driving through Kazakhstan in the desert before that. So we had like a lot of dirt in the car, like, a lot of sand. Um, and obviously they checked the cars, everything. They didn't really say anything about, you know, us towing a car across the border which was surprising, but they always said, let's let us go through because we had so much sand in the car and they opened the um, glove compartment and obviously none of us spoke Russian. So we were just using Google Translate and stuff. And he took some sand that was in the glove compartment. I was like, what is this? What is this? And we're like, it's sand, <laughs> it's dirt, there's just nothing. It was like, drugs, drugs. And you wrote on, on Google Translate, like drugs. And we're like, no, 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 this is just sand. Please just let us go. It's just sand. And we stayed there for like a good 10 minutes just talking about the sand in the car, trying to prove that it wasn't drugs. And then they let us go. It was a really bizarre experience, but it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. They probably just did that to take the piss. Yeah. Because maybe when you actually, when you said that story, I had um, a flashback to the, the, the launch of that event. Uh, launched from somewhere in the Czech Republic and remember I was dressed up as uh, of the border guard on that yeah. day and I did I did exactly that to uh, a Danish couple and like I pulled them like the, everyone was queuing to get into this event location I walked down the line like I had like a silly little hat on this like a shirt and a tie and like, I pulled their car out just only speaking Russian to them um, got them out of the car, started like going through all their bags and then found their little like first aid kit. And, um, I was like, tell them to open it. Now I demanded their passports first. <laughs> Did that, that thing, um, document that thing with Russian, Russian, um, border control people love to do where they like look at it and then look back and look at the picture and then look back at you. And this like this little dance goes on for a few minutes. And then I give this stamp. I did that, pulled out their medicine, and then I was like, oh, drugs. So I was like, not cortica, not cortica. And then they just started panicking and I was just shouting at them. <laughs> and then um and then after a while I got them to put everything back in their car. 
like waved them along and they turned up to the main gate and I was there again. And I just started speaking English, like, like really happy, upbeat <laughs> English to them. Welcome. Hey guys. And they're like, I fucking hate you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had quite an interesting experience with the border guards leaving Russia. I think it might have been the last time I was there, actually. So we'd fly from uh, we'd fly from Ulaanude to Moscow, and then Moscow out. So I'd have to um, obviously go into international and um, handed my passport over, and young. Very attractive, scary looking. Uh, I thought you were talking Russian about yourself, No, well, yeah, it goes without saying. Um, and she did the same thing and she was like really frowning. And then it went on for two minutes and she was like analyzing my face. And then she kind of looked at it, put it down, and went as if I'd gotten a lot fatter than my <laughs> passport <laughs> photo. I was like, oh, why Russia? <laughs> Do you not grow a bit? No, no. So it was. I, I was. She was like. She did like a. That's so nice. Kind of puffed out cheeks <laughs> face, and uh, yeah, got called fat and went on my way. I've, I I don't want. I don't wish to be a story topper, but there's a, a big elephant in the room. Uh, that wasn't a mention to that passport. Ow. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm. I'm currently, and up until April of next year banned from the Russian Federation, um, which is which is a bit embarrassing. Um, but also because also coronavirus meant you couldn't do that if you wanted to. So it's sort of like, not the end of the world. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the details of why I'm banned at the moment, because uh, <laughs> there's still maybe some ongoing litigation in that matter. Um, but I found out I was banned. I didn't really find out I was banned until I tried to get back into Russia. So everything was, was good. I left. I came back on a different visa. I left again on that visa. And I had a multi-entry visa for like two years. Um, so I was going to visit um, a, a girl in St. Petersburg, who is now my, my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, Tom's got a girlfriend. Yeah, she's lovely. Um, Anyway, so I, I landed, I, I took a flight from the Wizz Air, cheapest flight, to, from Stansted, London's premium airport. The Alpha Guest House of London airports. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Luton. Alpha Guest House, bringing oh. you routing around. There's a flight from Luton to St. Petersburg. Oh, it might be. Where, where does Wizz Air fly out of? I think it's uh, Luton. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Stansted, right. I think. Yeah. Same, same. Same, same, but Any, different. Anyway, landed, the worst airports in the UK, basically. Landed in St. Petersburg. And it must have been about 4 a.m., 3 a.m. And I was like, yeah, I go back to Russia. First time I've been to St. Petersburg in 10 years. Really excited. I was definitely going to get some poon because I was seeing a girl. And I was like, life's great. Um, so walk up to the, walk up to the, the, the desk where the little passport control man is as normal. Give him a passport. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, then he makes a phone call. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit odd. It's taking a bit longer. Maybe a change in shift or something. Like, you don't, you don't know. And he looks at me and is like, sit over there. I was like, okay, are you going to keep my passport? And he's like, yes. So I sat down and I must have waited about 10, 20 minutes. Me just sat, passport queue getting steadily smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm just there on my own. And then a guy comes up to me and he's like, read this. Hands me this document. And... It just basically said, like, 
you are banned from the Russian Federation. You have, you have been, you have been refused. Denied. You have been like you're going to be refused entry um, because of this. And I was like, what the fuck have I done? Like, because I, I was just, I had this, I had this problem, which I was told I was just had like a small, like they call it like administrative straf, like administrative fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck? I'm banned? Or like, what's going on? And uh, I kept asking this border guard, this this like um, yeah border guard, like, what have I done? Like, why why am I banned? And he's like, look, it's not my job to tell you why you're banned. It's just my job to tell you that you are. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's fair enough then. Like, how very Russian. Very yeah. Also like, why why would he? Who's he going to call? Um, and. They basically brought out another document, and it was like, it was in English. This one, and it was um, the an excerpt of a like a, like an aviation extradition <laughs> law. And it's called like the Chicago Protocol or something, whereby um, a state has a duty to send you back on a plane um, oh, that's nice to where you came from. Um, back to Luton. Back to Luton, yeah. So, but, so literally, they're like, like, come up, stand up, walk. Like, they're like, do you understand this? And I was like, yeah. Still not knowing what was going on, why I was banned. And uh, they walked me through um, like security control. Frog, not even frog march, that's not fair. But I was walking, they're like, we're going to take you to the gate. So they walked me to the gate. And I, I mean, like, one guy in front, one guy behind, like, <laughs> These type of jackets, big hats, you know, the whole the whole Russian shebang. Important hats. Um, and then they walked me to the little bus that takes you to the plane. Walked me back onto the same plane because it was like it's was there, like it's one flight a day. They go out and they come back. Same cabin crew. I walked on, and she was like, "What are you doing back on the plane?" <laughs> I was like, "Clearly, I've just been kicked out." So the 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 border guard <laughs> was like explaining to the the stewardess, what, what was happening. And she looked at him and was like, I don't speak Russian. <laughs> so he looked at me and was like, you need to translate this to her. And I was like, what, what is this? What is this small little situation that's just happened? So I, I explained to her that I was being deported. And she was like, what for? And I'm like, I have no idea. They're not telling me. <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I flew back to Luton and then I landed in London. And I was like, I just thought to myself, what the, f- what the fuck's going on? How long is the flight? Uh, it's about three hours. Yeah. Well, that's quite short. That's a lot shorter than I thought, but still quite annoying. Um, <laughs> a quick note from that story. What does frog march mean? Frog march? Yeah. I, I don't really know. It's just like, you know, when someone... <laughs> Walking I thought it would be like someone frog forcing formation? you. Frog Frogs don't go in formations. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about I frogs. Frog. I know more about Russian officials, right? Officers... Um, they just, just right, they the next episode of rooting around is going to be about frog marching um <laughs> whole hour whole hour dedicated <laughs> so, to frogs marching then it took me about three months to find out why i was banned because i have to like request a case file and as a, as a non-national it takes longer and then i did find out i was like right this is bullshit in my opinion case still pending um but it's nothing yeah. bad like it just Oh no, I didn't. I we didn't. don't have a criminal sat next to us who just beat up it someone. Was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, um, it was a visa violation, basically. I was, I was 
the Russian state claimed that I was doing something on a visa that I shouldn't have been doing, or the purpose of my visit to Russia was not as I've stated on the visa, which is the whole point of me. The lines are so blurry as well. Yeah. Te- so blurry. I was out there, I was out there like volunteer teaching, um, but at the same time I was doing uh, work for my previous employer. Um, so I was there work on a business visa to do Mongol rally stuff. And then in my spare time, this is what I told the Russian authorities. This is this is the story. Um, that in my sp- this is what happened. In my spare time, um, I I should be able to do as I wish. Um, I, it's just helping a friend. Then what's the problem? And they're like problem. So <laughs> you're like okay. <laughs> long story what's short, what's the problem? <laughs> that. Um, so yeah. So in short, um, I I went I went through like, this whole appeals process of like getting a lawyer. My friend, like getting a power of attorney for my friend to represent me in Russian court, because obviously I can't get there and do it myself. Um, then my lawyer died of coronavirus. Whoa! Yeah, no like, way. Like a week before trial. Oh, um, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure his death was the natural causes. Um, uh, and um, do you yeah. get on? Did he get on a plane just uh, like a few days before he died? I don't know actually. I don't. I don't really know all the circumstances around his death. Rest in peace, um, Russian lawyer. You have uh, missed. Anyway, so that's why I'm banned from Russia. Um, but in April you'll be good to go. Well, yeah, hopefully they'll have no reason not to give me a visa. But that doesn't mean they won't find one. Um, so yeah, I have to say, like I, I did the whole visa application process for myself and my two British friends, and I have a Luxembourgish passport, and I think the whole form was like a page and a half and I don't know why I did it but I did it for my friends as well and they're British and it was like 15 pages or something oh, yeah, silly like awful. that they ask questions like what's the third page on your passport five years like that you had 10 years ago every country or yeah, every country, every country and stuff like years. that and also it costs like what 100 pounds uh, yeah the but business ones were more expensive yeah but yeah but the, like for, or for me right? I think it was like I want to say 20 euros the, the joys of being a Luxembourgians. Yeah, I, I've got an Irish passport now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're back in the EU. Yeah. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm trying to get an EU citizenship somewhere. Oh. This is a, this is actually maybe a bit of an ask. I'll do it direct to camera. Alpha guest house. <laughs> Are you an EU country? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I would love an Alpha guest house passport. Um. Yeah, I, my Just family. Just a tab of acid. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, uh, my my gra- my my family's from um, Czech Republic. Oh, really? Uh, like, way, like not way back. My granddad was born in, Czech, in what is now the Czech Republic. What was then Austria-Hungary. Which what made me think about it because you know they ask they ask well on your on your Russian visa application they ask you to like say where your grand your like paternal grandparent mm-hmm. was born. That's uh, crazy. Like, which country? So I called up the embassy uh, at the visa center and I was like. I have an issue. I'm not sure what country to put down. And they're like, which country was he born in? I was like, Austria-Hungary. And they're like, just put Czech Republic down. Like, Thank you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I might be able to get a Czech passport, which is... That'd be sick. That'd be cool. Um, Czech Republic's one of the best countries in Europe anyway. That I've been to. Yeah, I love it. I'd agree that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I reckon, like, Slovenia. Slovenia's the tits too. Spoilers for upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Fabinho. Um, and the Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I've I've got to share. I've got to, I've got a video I want to share with you um, of something that happened to me in Russia, um, and it's. Should we just watch it? Well, no. I feel it? I feel like we need to give a what are they called when they when you give a warning before something, um, which is disclaimer. Like, no, not disclaimer. A warning. No. Well, it's sort of a warning. Um, safe space. No, not no. Trigger warning. Trigger. Mm. Yeah, I call it trigger warning. If you're triggered by what exactly? Bitch tits. <laughs> bitch tits. All right. Um, if you're triggered, this is by... Tom. Tom had bitch tits. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're the slightest bit um, put off by by the male body, um, close your eyes. <laughs> and if you're listening on Spotify, just skip this part. Um, well, you're going to have to narrate it, so yeah, don't skip it. So, so this Keep happened, listening, you nerds. This happened in winter in, um, in London there. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's a Adin, dva, chidil. Three. Three. <laughs> so... It's about minus 25 outside. Um, I mean, everyone's got big coats. Got, got, got a nice pained expression. Um, this is in the grounds of a monastery. Uh, they cut a hole in some sort of body of water. There I go. And then you, um, you like dip you yourself. You dip yourself under three times. It's, this, is, this is part of a religious practice called Krishinia. You can see the icicles in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a tiny towel waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> that towel is so tiny. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't the most adequate towel. Um, so yeah, you, you you go into the water, you submerge yourself three times, which I guess is something to do with the Trinity. Um, and then the guys were like, "I'm not going to do an accent. Like, you're not going to get sick again." It obviously, instantly, I got the flu. Um, <laughs> I mean. The, be- the best thing, they, were, they gave me some tea because they invited me to come to it. And I was like, I don't really want to. And then I felt it was like a distinct challenge to, to my manlyhood. Um, and, they were, and these Russians must have been thinking, or these Buryats must have been thinking, oh, there's no way the soft British person is going to do this. So you had to. So I, I, felt, I felt compelled to. Um, you're welcome, UK, for me. Prior to being banned, holding up <laughs> uh, good British values. Um, you, so what what was it supposed to do for you? I think it like you were never ever going to get sick again. Well, I think it's meant to just give you a blessings for the year or right. whatever. Um, and yeah, I got really sick. The best thing you noticed at the end, I was wearing those little plastic slippers that Russians love yeah. so much. Well, I didn't dry myself quickly enough, and they actually froze to my feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to pour cold water on them to unfreeze it. Cold water. Yeah, like cold water. Cold water is still gonna melt like oh, yeah. liquid water still yeah, yeah. melt ice yeah um and uh got them unfrozen amazing yeah it was it was a really horrible experience as you can imagine like because you're literally... how, how was it actually because like, like how cold is that water is it as cold as this room has just gotten is it just me or is the aircon come on i think it's just no. you i think it's, it's just, just me i think Dainty it, feet. you've watched um icy videos and now you're Oh, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was odd actually. Cause like it was cold, like, uh, like minus 25. It's cold anyway. So you're out there and it's not, you don't really notice how cold it is when it's, when it's like the, the air temperature is minus 25. Like there's no difference. I think obviously there is a difference. Minus 15, minus 25, minus 35. It's fucking cold. Like, there's like, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no getting away from it. Um, 
And but the, when you get into the water, it's just this this shock. Which and you then just, you have to do it twice again, like after that. Yeah, but you sort of got over the worst of it. Then. Um, but every year, like people die doing this. Not people, really, children, because stupid Russian parents are desperate to have their like orthodox little ceremony done. Will take their kids, dunk them under the frozen water, and they die of shock. And you're just like, what the f- what's fucking wrong with you? Well, they're definitely not going to get sick again. <laughs> that's, that's true. Impossible. <laughs> um, so that's why they banned. They banned kids doing it under the age of like eight, I think. That's yeah. fair enough. Just even even eight is quite. Like... Just just like when a few years ago they decided to make beer an alcoholic beverage. Oh, true. I read about that. Is this a quite like what? Fifteen years ago? Twenty years ago? Oh, it was like two thousand and sixteen or something. No it way. Was recent. Really no recent. Because when yeah. I first went, it wasn't, and people would people would go into supermarket. Like kids would go into supermarkets in front of me, and they'd be curious. They have their like little pack of beer. And the cashier would just ask them, "How old are you?" And she would just laugh. When I first saw it, I didn't realize it was illegal. And now, in hindsight, no, it was legal. And now, in hindsight, I just think. What a wasted, um, what a wasted life I could have had drinking. If you'd moved to Russia earlier. Yeah. Um, wasted youth. Yeah. The dream. <laughs> Living the dream. Um, so yeah, that's that's my first little video of Russia. Uh, Ed, would you do that? Is a big question. If it's I not was, a big question. I, that, was a, that was a terrible segue. If I was forced at gunpoint, probably. If I had to prove my manlyhood to Russians. Probably. Willingly, I would probably never just do it. I think I'd give it a go. Peer pressure would make me do it, which is not a good thing. I don't think I would enjoy it, so why would I I do it? I didn't. didn't, (laughs) Well, no, it's one of those things that I think, and I think the reason Kev might do it is just because you know you're not going to do it again. Mm. (laughs) Either way, like the opportunity might not arise or it's going to be so fucking horrendous that you'll never want to do it again anyway. So yeah, but like if, if the opportunity of like swimming in a, a sea of spiders arises and it's the last time ever, would you do it? Depends on the spiders, I guess. Yeah. I got bitten by a spider. Did I talk about this on the last one as well? I don't think so. No, I got bitten here. You can't see it anymore. A recent but Yeah, yeah. It, like, it swelled up like... Nice. Yeah, I was it's thinking you were just being... ripped. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go in a sea of spiders. But it's the last chance ever. If if all the spiders were go, oh, well, that's not the same thing. Actually, with the melting ice caps, might be the last time you ever be able to do it. Well, but yeah, probably would swim in spiders then if I could. I wouldn't like it, but I'd do it. And if it was a bunch of Russian men stood around laughing, oh, yeah, no, definitely. laughing yeah. at me if I wasn't going to do it, uh, then yeah, I'd do it. There was one, we were in um, a different country, but it involves a Russian, I promise, in actually, Kyrgyzstan or, or Tajikistan, one of them. And we were at a, a petrol station and we were struggling with our SIM card under our car because it was, we made it in, in, in Turkey and it was just not good. It was falling off and we were just trying to fix it. There was no mechanical welder in town. Well, in that specific town. And a Russian biker just like, stopped at the petrol station. He spoke a little bit of English. So we just asked him, can you ask someone here if we can find like a welder or or someone who could help us? 
And he just looked at us, laughed, looked under the, under the car, laughed some more, and just like, I don't know, he was just really rude, <laughs> like really rude, like, are you idiots? Yeah. And then looked at it again and just laughed and then left. And we're just like, Excellent. it was a horrible interaction, probably the worst interaction of my life with a, with a Russian. Oh, oh, well, that's that was actually probably the first one as well, because that was before we got to Russia. So, yeah, oh, but after shit. that, it went all. It was great. Actually, I've got another thing. Well, I I, I know I said I didn't know any Russians and I didn't have any interactions, but this was with you actually. Your girlfriend's. We, she's Ukrainian, basically Russian. I just edited this out. Thank you. <laughs> but um, in Ulanuzet's girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> but in that town. Quite close to that place. Um, went to a karaoke bar. I remember that karaoke you, bar. You must remember it. And um, I think I burnt the walls to the, burnt the roof to the ground with my skills. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you must have. But someone else did that as well. Some Russian guy it was so good, but he couldn't speak a word of English. Oh, it's Timur. Oh. <laughs> little, little chubby guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't speak a word of English and he sang like Ed Sheeran, like it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Timo. I, I don't Timo, know. Timo. He's, yeah, yeah. Babushkin. <laughs> yeah. Timo Babushkin. He's, he's my Boreat brother. Like, he's. Uh, that's but what he How do you me. communicate? By laughing. Yeah, basically. That's a good. That's a good. Oh, and him, his, his phrases. First time I met him, <laughs> we were sat in the room and they were teaching us how to make those dumplings. And he was like, Gavin, Gavin, double penetration. <laughs> and I obviously pissed myself laughing. And then uh, <laughs> I think the other one was MILF. And then, uh, oh, what was the other one? Generic Pornhub. Yeah, it was, it was like the top three categories of Pornhub, basically. It was like, Gavin, double penetration. <laughs> and we just uh, sat and watched him. <laughs> oh, man. They've got a dark sense of humor. Some of them. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember because um, we went to our friend's wedding. Oh yeah! Well, I think he sang. He did, yeah. And then we. So how it works? Like there must have been maybe two hundred guests at this wedding. How oh, easy! It was in like a, there was. I would say there was forty, maybe 30, 40 people on our table. Oh, there's maybe half of that. It's half of that. Five hundred people. There was a lot. If you think there was like ten tables. Yeah, it was a lot. Anyway, a lot of people at this wedding, and you're you're like bride and groom, and like the family of the bride and groom on the top table, and then all like it goes like out in terms of like how close you are yeah. to the couple. Uh, and you, were you dead last? We were pretty much. We, we were, were dead we were last. Dead last. We were um, actually last. Yeah. Um, but enough. each each table comes up, and like pretty much everyone on every table gives this fucking droning speech about like oh we wish you like the happiness and like strong marriage and big masculine children boy or girl you know whatever um (laughs) and it just went on we must have sat down at like six maybe five and then speeches and speeches like 10 30 by the time it got to us food came out and we were just stuffed and Every table had loads of like homemade vodka on it. And obviously Kev doesn't drink, which is... I don't drink, nor do I speak Russian, and I'm vegetarian. Oof. So I was sat there watching everyone else drink. And drinking there was, water. 
was one time a plate about two foot long. Full of like miscellaneous meats. <laughs> they slammed it down and the meat just like wobbled. And it was just like stomach and intestines and, and stuff like that. But I tried it. I tried it. It was gross. But yeah. And we had, so at the end of it, me and Kev got brought up on, I like not on stage, but like it went to the speech area. So I think our friends done like a flat shit flash mob. Um, yeah. And uh, we were just going to do a speech. So the way it works. You were going to do a speech. Yeah. So the way it works in, the way it works with me and Kevin Russia in any public speaking forum <laughs> is that Kevin, <laughs> Kevin does, Kevin talks, but I have to try and using my not amazing level of Russian, get across what he's trying to say. Kev rambles a lot. Get across what he's saying, make it succinct. And try not to embarrass either of us. And he's done this to me on TV as well. Like we went on TV together and he was just, like, he was just going for it. So the point at which he knew what he was doing, like he started talking about like different types of animals around Baikal and how much he appreciates <laughs> the natural beauty. And just, uh, oh no, no that's Jesus. Um, there we go. We're back. Yeah. And, and you were just, you were just rambling. Um, I remember going up and one of the first things I said was, I've not been able to understand any of you all day. So now it's your turn to listen to me talk. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. But you it's have, a good way to... You have to remember that... They probably remember. Interpreting things... Like, no, like, I'm not an interpreter. I'm not a translator. I can't remember what Kev's saying in English just because it's going on for so long. And then it was just a fucking nightmare. And the only reason I got in... I got oh, so you chat for like five minutes and then so, you go so how it worked we sort of sat in a similar format to this but let's say you're the news anchor you would ask kevin a question in russian i would i would translate it for kevin kevin would talk to me in english and i would translate his answer back to the news person and this went on for about 20 minutes this interview um, it was who were you looking at when you were speaking i think him um i was i was talking to the interviewer but then it was like, I'd say all of this stuff and then I would just slowly look at Tom and I'd be like... <laughs> and I think, Here you go. I think my face, Your problem now. I think there was... There was <laughs> must have been one time where I just looked at you and I was like... <laughs> you literally did a... <laughs> on TV. <laughs> but there's there the, the speech that we did at the wedding. It was basically... I was... I was rambling again and I said to Tom afterwards when he translated, I was like, so you didn't basically say a word of what I said, did you? He was like, no, no, I just did my own speech. <laughs> I kept it really on script. I, yeah. I, I kept it to like precisely what is expected of a Russian to say at the wedding. But Alexei can speak English, the, the husband. And um, yeah. He's the one I talk to the most, actually. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I've never been to a Russian wedding. There yeah, is a lot of people either. there and a shitload of food. I ate, I think I broke my record for Boozer that night. I thought you broke it when you came to Russian Dad's. House. Oh, I did. I, that was my first record was the wedding. And then Russian Dad's was, I think I hit 13 or 14. That's a lot. That is. Because and they it, look small in like quite okay to eat, but you can't eat that many. Like it's just it's dense. Well, you can. They, I would say they're a proper one is size of like a peach, maybe a bit smaller. 
No, maybe a bit oh, bigger yeah, maybe than a peach. Like the size of a, a, a small tennis ball. Small tennis ball. Which is the size of a peach. Yeah. Somewhere between a peach and a small tennis ball. Um, and I ate 14 of them, I think. 13 or 14 That's that night. Cool. Yeah. Did you eat anything else? There was a whole spread, just constant yeah. food coming out and vodka. And you're not you're not allowed to not eat when you're at a Russian person's house. They just keep shoveling food into your face. And uh, good place. It's good. I I love Russia and I really miss it. Last year was the first summer in six years that I wasn't there. Most people in so, summer want to like you know go to a sunny place, want to keep it local. You go to Spain. Want to keep it? Well, you want to go somewhere in the world. You go to Thailand or something. Yeah, <laughs> you guys every summer, Ulanude. I want to go somewhere where I'm not understood and my smile isn't appreciated. That's where I want to go. Well, you're smiling. Did it, what did it, you said that? Where's the one? What is it? The one who smiles with the stupid mustache or something? Did well, you say that someone asked you about me when I wasn't there? I don't remember this. Probably. Where's the smiley one or something like that? Where's the happy one, maybe? Yeah. Because I just get... It's the jolly dopey Because I one. just get fucking beaten down by that country. Yeah. Because we, we don't go there. We, uh, to stress, we don't go there for pleasure. It's fun. I, I, <laughs> I'd beg to differ for you, sir. Well. <laughs> the thing is, like, obviously you both went for... <laughs> you both went for work together. But you being the one who speaks Russian, you do all the necessary stuff that has to be done and you just have fun no, I wouldn't say no. I have fun I wouldn't say I have fun but you wouldn't say you have a bad time yeah I would Sometimes. you would say you have a we've bad had, time we've had some pretty dark moments yeah man we've, we've, had, we've had we have our like yearly yearly cry together it was always <laughs> it was week seven we'd always like because we work really well together and then it would get to week seven where it's just like we've clearly pissed each other off over doing the smallest thing that is like just completely like if it happened now i'd not even bat an eyelid but it would get to a point where we'd just like we'd have like this really passive aggressive row and then we'd both sit there that evening and we'd both be smoking cigarettes and be like i'm sorry man <laughs> i'm just feeling i got loads of pressure on and it's nearly over but it's just getting really stressful <laughs> both of our parents are dead <laughs> there was always a, a, a dead parent cry yeah uh, and uh, <laughs> to be awkward about it, cherish your your mum and dad, kids. Yeah, um, you were. Uh, yeah, Alpha <laughs> Guest House. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but yeah, Russia's Russia. So what was you okay? So after this, out. what was your best and worst moment in Russia? Then, but keep it like quite <laughs> short. Worst moment. The worst moment was when the FSB came and... What's FSB? Uh, KGB. Yeah, oh. Federal Security Service. The CIA, CIA, FBI of, of Russia. It's not the CIA. Uh, it's like a bit more FBI. like the FBI, yeah. Yeah. Um, they came looking for me. Um, probably a similar reason to Tom. I think I was in on the wrong visa as well. And, um, yeah, I was walking out of the hotel... Where you finished, the, it was at yeah. Altan Hotel in 2016, I think that one. And I knew the receptionist because we were there for like seven weeks. And I walked past her and three plain clothes men, like leather jackets, all looked really serious. 
I heard them asking for my name and I couldn't be arsed dealing with anything. So I kind of ducked my head and walked out. Then the receptionist was, give in, give in, come back, come back. So I went back in and I was like, hello. And they just like document passport, passport. So I handed it over and they just flicked through each page, took a picture of every single page, (laughs) handed it back to me and didn't say anything. Got back in their car and went. And then I said to the receptionist, I was like, what's that? And she said, FSB. And I shit my pants because they didn't say anything to me. Do you still not know why? No. Oh, no, I did find out. I did find out. It was, um, so I found out the next day that there was, on the event, there was an Iran- a half Iranian, half Iranian, half American guy on the rally that they basically pulled at the border and interrogated him for like six, seven hours. And they gave you, they gave them your name. Yeah. So they came looking for me and I was on the wrong visa. So I was on a tourist visa and I should have been on a business visa. And, uh, and I just spent the next two days shitting my pants, expecting to get arrested the whole time. And no one said anything. No one did anything. And I left the country and I was fine. I didn't get banned or frog marched. Um, one of the lucky ones. One of the lucky ones. But the best moment? Um, I would actually say it was probably at Baikal, camping over uh, that place. It was actually literally on that beach. Is that, is that the Holy Nose? That's the Holy Nose Peninsula. Um, but it was like down here, literally like on that beach here. And, um, we, uh, we stopped off there overnight and set up a tent and uh, it's the same thing as, you know, if you dunk yourself in the water, apparently you live for an extra five years. And, um, so I went for a swim, it was horribly cold and then got swarmed by midges and, um, and the mosquitoes at Baikal are renowned for being like helicopters and uh, just chilled out and had a unpleasant evening under the stars. But it was, you know, in the middle of Siberia next to that mountain. And uh, yeah, watched the sunset behind it. It was pretty fucking cool. But there's endless stories. I mean, if me and Tom sat down and, and noted some of our some of our moments there, like thinking we were going to get murdered by yeah. by our <laughs> I still can't I still can't gauge him and we've known him for six years now there's a, there's a guy who lives there who runs all the nightclubs and he took us into the middle of nowhere to show us a venue that was a nightclub with all of the lights turned off and there were what three or four guys there his security guys his security yeah. guys all in leather jackets and he, just, he just drove us in his little in his like land cruiser and we were like walk, giant car. We were yeah. just walking, and this is after we had this massive argument where he was like swearing at us on the phone. Get into this deserted well. nightclub, and walk it like eerily dark, and like we were just walking around, and we didn't say at the time, but afterwards we were like, I was like, I, th- I thought we were going to get murdered. We were, yeah, <laughs> it was both like we were both like, ah, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, this, okay, yeah, we want to see your nightclub. Ha, ha, ha. And then we... As the wet patch slowly spreads <laughs> our crotches. But then he ended up getting absolutely wrecked and then just drove us home listening to... It was either the Bee Gees or ABBA, oh, wasn't man. it? Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah, I think it was the Bee Gees. 
Um, <laughs> and he was singing at the top of his voice. It's hilarious, but terrifying. I've um, I've got not too many bad experiences from Russia. I'm not counting the one of being deported because I didn't technically make it into Russia for that. <laughs> um, I did get robbed at Knife Point in St. Petersburg. Um, I was really drunk though. and Asked for it. Yeah. Um, so I woke up with like, a few punch punch marks, punch marks, oh, really? bruises on my face. Do you not just give them your stuff straight away? Yeah, I did. And then you still got beat up? Well, yeah. Well, you know, just in case you try anything funny. Um, <laughs> and aside from that, one of the worst moments. That's quite bad. I mean, that would be top 10. But that would definitely be one of the worst moments of my life. I was really drunk because I don't remember it too well. It never so. happened. Maybe the, the hits on the head as well helped to not remember it. Yeah. Uh, and one time I, I, got, I had to walk about six kilometers from a club to a metro station in St. Petersburg in minus 10. I was only wearing a cardigan. That was grim. Um, I, I did that. I do that very British thing of underdressing for every single occasion. Um, to my detriment, as I now find out. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I got back and I was, I was pretty much, pretty much frozen. That's pretty grim. But Don't not. they always have like plenty of like free clothes? Yeah, yeah. Which, which is, which I didn't believe until I got there. Uh, at which point I hadn't bought a coat. So it's my own fault. Um, in terms of other bad things, all the bad things that have happened to me in Russia have been related to issues from, from working there. Um, there was one, the fact, the reason we had this falling out with our, our partner in, in Orlando was because we were promised permission to, f- to hold an event on one place. And we were led to believe it was all great and it's going ahead. And then 24 hours before the event started, um, phone call comes through. No permission. Never was. Uh, you need to find a new place. To, My jaws clenched. You need, to, you, need to, you need to immediately find a new place to, hold, to host this, the finish of the like, biggest biggest event that this company did. And we were just like, I think I sort of just squatted down and, and cried a bit. Um, <laughs> so, and someone sent me a picture of you mid-squat looking really sad. I think it was our friend Yana, she walked past and Tom was just on the stage, just like this, <laughs> in the car park. Yeah, terrifying. Well, I think we should probably, uh, we've hit over an hour. With uh, with some intervals of, of technical mess. issues. Um, well. Just very quickly before we wrap up, obviously the best moment, and I feel somewhat pressured in saying this, meeting my the love of my life, Nadezhda, uh-huh. and uh, we'll save the actual best moment for the uh, unreleased <laughs> version. Um, and on that wonderful note, the next destination of rooting around, we're going to root around Luxembourg and Ed's closet. It's pretty much the same size, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. You are very tall. I still fit in my country. Just about. I still Just fit. about, yeah. What if you lie down? <laughs> South to north, yeah. East to west, I can't. Fair. All right. See you in Luxembourg, motherfucker. Nice. Ciao. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.